Welcome to This is Type 1, real-life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. I'm Colleen Mitchell, and I've had type 1 diabetes for 23 years. By day, I'm a process analyst in the power industry, and by night, I'm an author, blogger, and virtual assistant. I'm passionate about type 1 diabetes education and showing others that this disease doesn't define me. I'm Jesse Tuggy, and I've had type 1 for 7 years. I love hiking and painting, and I'm looking forward to working as an engineer after college. My diagnosis has inspired me to take control of my future and learn everything I can about it. Each week on the show, we'll talk about real life with type 1 diabetes, bring on cool people with connections to type 1, and above all, encourage you to understand that this disease doesn't have to hold you back. This isn't medical advice. This is life with type 1. Welcome to episode 15 of This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. Jesse should be back in the next few episodes, but you're stuck with just me again today. And today, I'm talking about how to manage your diabetes around the holidays. But before we dive in, I want to share a win and a hack with y'all. So for my win of the week, after four sessions of jiu-jitsu, I'm getting a better idea of how to manage my blood sugar going into it. It's a good workout that tends to raise my number instead of lowering it because it's kind of a short burst anaerobic activity. And I've also had really flat blood sugars on the days following a session, so that makes me suspect that the jujitsu is actually helping with my stability. For my hack, so something that doesn't get a lot of attention is the use of extended boluses or dual wave boluses. So these are bolus mechanisms designed to address meals high both in carb and fat, like pizza. Square wave boluses are for when you're grazing, like at a holiday meal. A dual wave bolus will give part of it up front and the rest over a set period of time. A square wave will give the bolus over an extended period without an upfront portion. Dual and square waves are the terms used with Medtronic pumps, and extended bolus is the term used with tandem pumps. Extended boluses can do both dual and square profiles based on how you set them up. So try them out this holiday season. If you know you'll be snacking all day on Thanksgiving or Christmas, setting up an extended bolus beforehand will save you the stress of going too high later. Now let's dive into the episode. November and December seem to derail a lot of really healthy efforts among people, especially when it comes to food. Since there is tons of multicultural holidays between Halloween and New Year's, these two months spell doom for a lot of healthy habits, including for type 1 diabetics. Fortunately, there is a few things we can do to make sure we don't go completely off the rails for the whole two months. These are really good tips for everyday life with type 1, not just during the holiday season. The first tip is called planned exceptions. So this is a strategy that Brooke Castillo teaches on the Life Coach School podcast. Instead of cheating, quote unquote, with your favorite foods or drinks and then feeling terrible about it later, either emotionally or physically, you make a planned exception. Planned exceptions are specific and must be made 24 hours in advance. You can't have a planned exception on the same day you think of it. That would be like going to Thanksgiving dinner and once you're there, deciding that you might as well have some pie because it's Thanksgiving and you deserve it. Making that a planned exception means that the day before Thanksgiving, you consciously decide exactly what you're going to eat or drink and how much you'll have. Then, the next day, you do exactly that. You don't have any more than you already planned. For example, the day before Thanksgiving, you might sit down and decide that you will stick to your diet plan, except for the single slice of pumpkin pie with a dollop of whipped cream on top. And this helps you plan how you're going to deal with the blood sugar spikes instead of spending all day dealing with constant highs. A few important rules for planned exceptions to remember. First, it has to be 24 hours in advance, at least. It must be specific and limited. It can't be for a whole week, like during a vacation. And the last one is be really wary of planning entire days as exceptions because this can lead to falling back into bad decisions later on, not just on that day. I mean, think about it. If someone who wants to stop over drinking plans an entire day for a drinking exception, they might spend all day drinking and then feel like they lost so much progress that there's just no point in trying to get back on the horse afterwards. So that's the first tip. 
plan your exceptions the day before you have them. Another idea is to create a specific holiday basal profile that increases your basal 60 to 90 minutes before eating time. My family usually eats around 1 or 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving, so my theoretical holiday basal profile would increase by 125% or 150% between around 11.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. And obviously this one is harder to do since holidays only come and go once a year, and it takes kind of a while to fine-tune your basals. An alternative to this is to just do a temp basal increase for the entire day and then deal with any lows or different blood sugars accordingly. Another idea is to increase your bolus ratios. So as long as you already know your bolus ratios, you, you could increase them for the day. And the correct way to do this would be reprogramming your pump, but in reality, it's just easier to override predicted boluses on tandem pumps or lie about your carbs if you're on the Medtronic 670G, since that one won't let you actually override suggested boluses. And this tip relies on you knowing or at least closely guesstimating the carbs in any piece of food that you eat. So probably the most important thing you can do during the holiday season is stick to your routines. The less variation you experience, the easier it is to manage your blood sugars, even though I know expecting your blood sugars to do the same thing on two different days is insanity. But combined with planned exceptions, sticking to your routine can get you through New Year's without falling off the wagon and bouncing away. Keep a regular wake-up time and bedtime, even on the weekends, even through vacation time or school breaks. The more consistent you are, the better you can handle the big days. This will also help with your blood sugars. Sleeping past your regular wake-up time means you might go low if your morning basal goes up to account for dawn phenomenon. It's also important to stay with a consistent eating and exercise routine. Don't use the holidays as an excuse to set everything aside for two months and indulge. That's how everybody gains 20 pounds between Halloween and New Year's and then, and then makes a New Year's resolution to go back to the gym and then by February they're done. That's not healthy for anyone, including type 1 diabetics. The next tip is don't beat yourself up. When you have your own diabetes fails during the holiday season, just don't do it. Don't beat yourself up. The ups and downs are a normal part of life. One mistake today doesn't mean the same mistake tomorrow, and it certainly doesn't mean you're a failure. I mean, yesterday I made a conscious bad decision, I mean really a conscious bad decision, to eat something I knew would spike my blood sugar despite taking the insulin for it, and I paid for it with a peak of around 228 and a heck of a lot of Smarties to catch the subsequent low from overcorrecting. It's sometimes hard to practice what I preach, but that's why it's called practice. There's no perfection, and that's why we have a diabetes fail segment. My bad decision yesterday is yesterday's, and it has no effect on me going forward, except to affirm that eating low-carb is the only way I'll experience true long-term control. So don't beat yourself up if you make bad decisions with your diabetes during the holidays. It's easy, at least for me, to get caught up in planning out everything I want to do during the holidays, and this is fun for me because I can try to get caught up on some creative projects, but then the day I'll get here and the way I planned it out a month ago or a week ago just doesn't happen. So this piece of advice is to take each day as it comes. Each day is a new opportunity to take what you learned from yesterday and apply those lessons to today. Take whatever lessons you learned from Thanksgiving and apply them to Christmas. Write down your insights so you don't have to relearn them next year. Taking each day as it comes goes hand in hand with not beating yourself up over mistakes. Each day or each hour if you need it to be is a clean slate. So next, you've heard us say this a lot, but keep your supplies with you. You don't want to drive to your holiday destination and realize when you get there that you should have brought a pump site change or some syringes. Keep your primary bag or purse stocked with diabetes supplies, including full site changes, sensor changes, alcohol swabs, syringes, extra test strips, and especially some insulin. In a pinch, you can withdraw insulin from your pump reservoir using a syringe, and you can also do this with pens. But getting it straight from the vial is always better, and you'll have enough for a site change if you bring a vial with you anyway. And the same goes for low snacks. Always, always keep low snacks with you. If you make it to a holiday party without your supplies or your low snacks, you will need to take the mental energy to calculate if you'll be okay without it. 
or if you need to turn around and go home, please always choose the safer option. If I need to go home from a holiday party because I forgot my supplies, I will feel like an idiot, and I probably won't make that mistake twice. Sometimes the best teacher is experience. The next one is know before you go. So knowing before you go is especially important when it comes to food. Will you be able to eat what's being served? If you're going low carb or vegetarian, will the food choices support your diet? If you can't absolutely be sure, bring your own food with you. This is a common strategy that people with allergies use. They only eat what they bring. I mean, if you can't tell what's in something, then it's better not to eat it. And it's not a matter of insulting the host, it's a matter of medical care. If you're unsure about what's actually in a dish, ask the host or who made it. You don't really want to plop a spoonful of mashed potatoes in your plate and, and then bolus as if it was just mashed potatoes. Especially if it's got like butter or cream and sugar in it, that completely skews the carbon fat profile. So whenever I go out to eat when I'm traveling, I always check the menu online ahead of time. I can usually find something to eat no matter where I go, but knowing ahead of time what to expect and even what I want to eat helps cut down on the stress of trying to figure it out when I get there. And it's the same concept when dealing with holiday parties and get-togethers. I know in my family, I can expect turkey, multiple different salads, green beans, and plenty of dishes I probably can't eat unless my father-in-law brings a really good cauliflower and cheese mash to sub for mashed potatoes. I mean, that was a really good hit last year. Another short kind of food-related hack is to consider going on a walk after dinner. Post-meal exercise can help prevent an after-dinner blood sugar spike. Plus, it's a great time to bond with your family if they go along with you. Next is to be prepared to deal with stress. I mean, if you haven't figured it out already, stress causes your blood sugar to go up. The holiday season is notorious for handing out more heart attacks and strokes than any other time of the year, purely because of the stress involved with dealing with family and other stressors. Be prepared. Knowing what to expect from your family is just as important as knowing what to expect with food. If your aunt always bugs you about something, whether it's your diabetes or your love life, strategizing how to deal with it ahead of time helps prevent you from going into it with a reactive mindset. You can even preempt some stressful situations. When my brother-in-law came to a holiday gathering at my parents' house, we asked him ahead of time to avoid certain topics that had the potential to devolve into the entire gathering being a huge stressful ball of chaos and, and then no one would have been happy. So talking about it ahead of time ensured a relatively low-stress holiday. Take a moment to slow down. Getting into a hurry and rushing won't do you any favors, especially if you end up with a killer combo like infection of your site plus not enough insulin, and that'll send you into diabetic ketoacidosis, also called DKA, and that's just stress piled on top of stress, and you really don't need that. So this tip is actually kind of close to my heart. Don't care about other people's opinions about your diabetes care. Other people have opinions. It's just the truth. They might have opinions about how you take care of your diabetes, how you deal with your diabetes fails, or even what you do when your diabetes makes a public appearance. You know what the good news about all of this is? You can't control their opinion. Yep, that's the good news. And it's good news because it means you don't have to waste time, energy, or effort on trying to change yourself or your diabetes routine to please other people. Other people are free to think whatever they want about you and your diabetes. It doesn't affect you. The only person's opinion you should probably listen to besides yourself is your doctor. But recognizing that someone's opinion about how you treat your diabetes is just an opinion is so freeing. It lets you focus on taking care of your diabetes the way you always do, with familiarity and comfort. So what's the best response to someone who has an opinion about your diabetes, especially one you don't agree with? Smile, thank them, and let them be wrong. You don't actually tell them that they're wrong unless you really want to get into a fight at the dinner table, but you just let them be wrong. You don't have to respond to it. Their opinions don't affect you. How you feel about the way you take care of yourself is what's important. And last but not least, focus on what makes the holiday season so fun. Things like fellowship meals with friends and family, exchanging gifts if that's something you do, 
and just spending time with the people you love and care about. Focusing on what's fun means you won't focus as much on all the things that stress you out, and your blood sugars will thank you. So do you have any tips for the holiday season? Let us know in the show notes, which you can find at inspiredforward.com episode 15. And now it's time for some diabetes in the news. So in a pretty significant regulatory change, the Federal Aviation Administration has relaxed its rules around who can fly commercial airliners. Type 1 diabetics can now pilot commercial flights. And this is so huge. When I was growing up, the only two things I was told I couldn't do because of my diabetes was one, go into the military, and two, fly commercial airplanes. So this is a major step up from the rule change in 1996 that allowed diabetic pilots to fly private airplanes, not commercial airliners, private airplanes, like the little Cessnas. So this is a quote from CNN. Many private pilots who are insulin dependent have been flying safely since 1996. With medical advancements such as continuous glucose monitoring, along with proper protocols, the FAA's impending proposal should help many qualified pilots, highly qualified pilots, to fly commercially. The concern was that a pilot with diabetes may suffer an episode of high or low blood sugar in flight, which could potentially lead to an emergency situation if the pilot passes out or loses control of the aircraft. Episodes of low blood sugar, known as hypoglycemia, are particularly dangerous. For that reason, the FAA deemed it too risky to allow pilots with insulin-treated diabetes to control a commercial aircraft. So with all of this amazing new tech out there helping us control our blood sugars a lot better than we did before 96, it was, it was only a matter of time before regulations like this one started to change. Now it's time for our question of the week. What is your holiday kryptonite? I mean, there is always that one dish that's your favorite, but also means really super unstable blood sugars after eating it. For me, it's the sweet potato casserole with an entire bag of mini marshmallows roasted on top. I would take way more than my fair share of the marshmallows when I was younger. I absolutely can't eat it anymore, but when I did, I paid for it with my blood sugars. So what is your holiday kryptonite? Let us know in the show notes comments. That is it for this episode of This is Type 1. You can find the show notes at inspiredforward.com slash episode 15. And if you have an idea for an upcoming episode, please leave us a comment or send an email. You can get straight to our podcast page by going to thisistype1.com. Our music is by Joseph McDade, and our audio wizard is my husband, Tim. I'm on all social media as at inspiredforward, and our email is colleen at inspiredforward.com. Jesse's on Instagram as at jj underscore crystal kat. Please feel free to send us both questions or comments about type 1 diabetes or the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave us a rating or review on iTunes since that helps other people find us. It really does. And be sure to listen in next week when we talk with a police officer about what they look for to identify type 1 diabetics and how we might better help them keep both of us safe. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.